Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Rise up, rise up. 
Yes. Well, as we know, it is Super Bowl Sunday. And the awesome thing about Super Bowl Sunday is we get to talk about there's going to be a winner today. Amen. As far as my husband's concerned, that will be the Falcons. I have no dog in this race, so it really doesn't matter to me. But uh, but we are... We are uh, we are a house divided because I have a son here that is walking around in his Patriots jersey, waiting on it, just waiting on it. So, um, so we'll see. It's about to get interesting. <laughs> Amen. Well, I don't want to tear the time too long. I, how is everybody doing? Has has God given any revelation on today of of the marriage that's on fire? Please, please give me any insights you may have for today. Are my co-hosts still on? When you talk about when you talk about a marriage on fire, fire can do a number of things. Fire can can cleanse a foundation. Fire can burn up weeds. Fire fire can if there's just a little spark, the fire can rekindle a flame. So it, it, you know there's a fire. When you say marriage on fire. It's all encompassing. Amen. Amen. You know, we had a question come in last week via email. You know, what does it mean to have a marriage that's on fire? And that's why I asked the question. When you think of fire, when you think of a marriage on fire, me personally, I think of a marriage that is that is that is relevant, that is that is um, you know, stoked, that is Spicy, you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I think of a marriage that is consistently moving and burning and, and changing and and uh, being uh, formatted and morphed um, as 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 the years go by. Versus a fire that the, the uh, you know that loses its flame and it's just smoldering and it has a little bit of heat, but you can barely tell it's there, right? So. Um, to me, having a marriage on fire means to have a marriage that is healthy, that is that is productive, that is increasing in value to each individual that is part of that marriage, and and so that is why uh, I feel marriage on fire is so important. How about you, Mother Doris? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, when I think of a marriage on fire, I think of uh, commitment. Uh, People that are, are steadfast and unmovable, people that are are, are are not easily to give up or to quit. Um, when I think about a marriage on fire, that's what comes to my mind. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, um, we also had another email that came in, and, and um, it was it was actually from a husband, which I was surprised because usually the wives will right in and, you know, prophetess, can we have prayer or, you know, can you stand with me in agreement for our marriage? But this was a husband, and, and you know, he actually asked the question, how do I set my marriage on fire, you know? And I thought that was so interesting. I actually thought it was awesome, an awesome question. And and really, it all, to me, um, it starts with the communication process. I believe it starts with, you know, um, learning how to get along outside of the bedroom because the carnal nature mm-hmm. can find a way to get along in the bedroom. It is what it is. 
But outside of that bedroom. I also think a key point in, in having a marriage on fire is getting rid of selfishness. You have mm. to get both people in the marriage are constantly looking out for the other person. That in and of itself will cause your marriage to be on fire because you're constantly looking out, trying to, it's not trying to one-up one another, but you're continually looking for opportunities to please your mate. And that in and of itself will keep the marriage on fire because there's, you know, as we grow older, things change. And being, being, you know, being in tune with what your spouse likes, what they dislike, the things that, that move them, those are the types of things that you're aware of. When you're aware of these things and you are continually uh, bringing these things to the forefront, you know, letting them know that you're thinking about them, that keeps the marriage on fire. That's how you get it going and that's how you keep it going. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And I totally agree, Apostle. Thank you for for mentioning that. And you know, I am um I am blessed that we we have learned in our in our in our twenty two years or so of of loving on one another and, and getting to know one another and how many people know you can be with somebody for 22 years and just and be just getting to know that person even the more, right? So we have had the opportunity to grow with one another. And I'd like to talk about that a little bit because, um, you know, year after year, minute after minute, people change. And how, how do you adapt to those changes within a marriage uh, so that you're not comfortable, you're not – uh, complacent with an individual, but you are actively growing with a person. The prophet is when you say that, I think uh, immediately what came to my mind is uh, even just listening to my husband's heartbeat and trying to be in rhythm with him mm. helped our relationship a lot as the years uh, went by. Uh, we have to be in sync and able to, to walk in timing with each other. Um, I often think back about well, maybe we were married like maybe 15, 20 years, and one of my coworkers, you know, you never know who's watching you, but one of my coworkers came to me one day and he said, he said, I don't, he said, I, I've never seen anything like, like your relationship. He's like, he's like, it's like it's, as soon as you, you start to do something. He's like your husband is right by your side, uh, uh, grabbing what it may, it may be a package that you need out of the car. He's he's reaching and grabbing it even before you grab it, or 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 he might call you on the phone and you might be you know you might need him to do something for your daughter and immediately he's there for you. And I told him I said that I, I said I said that is because we we made a commitment to each other that. Whenever one is in need of whatever it might be, it may be something small or something big, you know, we have to be right there for each other in order to help, in order to move with each other, in order, in order to be in the right timing with each other. So, you know, that, that definitely comes to my mind. And it sticks out, and, you know, even now, after all these years, I often think about that young man and what he said, you know, about that. He marveled and, and how well me and my husband work together. He, that's what he said. He said it's as if you two work in sync together and he's never seen that before. That's awesome. Thank you, Mother. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Amen. And and I and I um I wholeheartedly agree that it, it, it does come from the commitment that you have want, made one to another. And what is so very interesting to me is that um, a lot of couples, um, I, I find they, they find their self in, um, you know, they call what they call it the seven-year itch or, uh, you know, they find themselves in a tough place or a rut. And I believe that's the one thing we have to remember when we're in those tough places and in those ruts is the initial commitment that we made to our friend as our friend was standing across from us and said, I do, right? So um, so I absolutely agree, brother. I absolutely agree. Now, uh, last week we talked a little bit about the seven love languages, and I thought it was really, really awesome. I told everyone I went online, which you can. You can go online and, and take a little small test to find out what your love language was. And, and it did not surprise me that I was a quality time type person because that, that is definitely me. But uh, so they go into the, the, the five languages. One is quality time. One is physical touch, uh, acts of service. Um, they have words of affirmation, and then they have the, uh, those who uh, re- enjoy receiving gifts. And I really was interested to see how many emails we might get about that. And, and, and we only had two. We only had two emails. Um, but those two emails were very, very interesting because one woman actually told me she was a little, I, I guess I said something about gift givers last week that maybe wasn't, wasn't so nice. Um, but I don't remember saying anything that wasn't nice. But very true that um, there are those that just, you know, gifts are their, that's their love language. That's their, their happy medium. Like every time they get a gift, it's like, yay, you know. All I meant to say was that that was not my love language personally, right? And so, um, so mother, when 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 your husband is speaking your love language, what do you feel your love language is? Um, my husband, and when you when you when when you gave off the list, you know every every little thing came to mind, but the but the big thing that wasn't on my list is that. Um, he, my husband just has a way of just making me laugh. Um, and when he does that, it just makes me, makes me so, so special. Um, that, that's one of those attributes that he has that, that actually, that's one of those things that really drew me to him. Um, his ability to just, just make me laugh because, you know, I'm, I'm, oftentimes I'm called a very serious person. So when you know when he does that, it just it just makes me giggle inside. You know, I just I love that about him. After all these years, that's that's one thing. You know, he brings me out of my seriousness by 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 you know making me laugh or tell a little you know humorous joke or something like that. So that's that's my that's my thing with him. Okay, awesome, that's what I awesome. Love about him the most. Well, Apostle, I'm gonna ask you the same question when 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 we're when we're around each other and I'm speaking your love language, what do you believe your love language is? I can't say it on there, but <laughs> Okay. For the sake of the P G show. Oh, okay. Amen. So Pastor said physical catch. <laughs> it's his love language. 
Jesus. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, all, all, all jokes aside, that was actually my number two on my list. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I would say physical touch. <laughs> hey, this is a marriage show. We will be getting into that. So, <laughs> and, and, and second on my list would be acts of kindness because, you know, again, it goes back to, and I truly believe that the way you keep a marriage going is that when you just keep each other at the forefront of your mind. You know, mm-hmm. it's because when you took your marriage vows, you said forsaking all others. And a lot of times we tend to forget that forsaking all others part of our marriage vows. And I wanna I wanna I wanna touch on also that, you know, when we do our when we did our marriage vows it was for sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, for better, for worse. You know, I and it's, I think it's vital, you know, to keep the marriage on fire that you remember the vows that you took not only before your spouse and before, you know, a congregation of people or two or three people or how many ever were there, but it was also before God. And I think a lot of times we tend to forget the vows that we made. And I think if we just honored what we said and our vows, that too is an ingredient to keep our marriages on fire. So true. So true. Amen. 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 Well, I am I am um I am blessed to to be able to talk about it and we're 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 gonna talk about it in this place. So this week as I was praying for the marriage on fire and um I was actually praying for uh you know uh guest speakers and things like that, I was asking the Lord, you know, who's gonna come in and there's a few uh people the Lord laid on my heart and, and, and eventually will be here to to help add to the, the fire of marriage on fire, amen. But one of the things the Lord uh, expressed to me was that this broadcast was not going to just reach those who who were in Christianity, but those who were looking to save their marriages and how to speak mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. their lives, how to speak a word in due season that will um, help their marriages to be set on fire again and to be rekindled. So Apostle, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you with mm-hmm. this. There is somebody listening today mm-hmm. that may not know the Lord and may not have an understanding of the the, the Christianese lingo, right? So what would you tell that person about kindling their marriage and saving their marriage? Well the first thing I'm gonna say is the first thing I'm gonna say is this. When you when you got married, you got married for one reason. That's because you love the person. And when you love someone, you're willing to put aside our pride, arrogance, selfishness in order to help that person, help that person grow. So if you put, if you focus your efforts on helping the other person grow instead of it, it, it focusing on building them up instead of tearing them down, looking at the positives instead of the negatives, that in and of itself will change the marriage. Because, you know, we learned through our marriage that, you know, there's, you know, you, you, you can say wrong things at wrong times, things that are unnecessary, and you can't take those things back. The words that we speak are powerful. Our actions are powerful. So when, when you are in a situation in a, in a marriage that's in trouble, 
if you, in order to turn that situation around, you want to make sure that you're saying, you know, what what saying the right thing, taking that taking that feeling into consideration, taking their needs into consideration, putting their needs before your needs, because that that's what marriage is about. Marriage is about Jesus said, "No greater love is no man than this." Then he laid down his life for his friend. You know, and he was not only speaking of himself going to the cross for us, but that's a lesson for all of us on a daily basis. We can lay down our needs for the needs of others. You know, he said, the word says this book is better to give than it is to receive. So if we give of ourselves to our spouses, that would make our marriage a, a better place. Awesome. Awesome. Well said. Okay, Mother Doris, I'm going to give you the same question. What would you say to that that wife or that husband that is listening in today and, and is trying to find that word that for to just give them hope for a marriage that may be losing its fire? What would you say to that person? I would say one of, one of the most important things to, is to try to connect with couples that have reached my, their milestones mm. in their marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that would really help, you know. Um, oftentimes, and, I, and I've heard it in, in, in quite a few people that I know where one or the other spouse began to be around people who were not married and did never intended on getting married to anybody. And once they allowed that, that person to begin to speak mm-hmm. into their lives, um, mm-hmm. it wreaked even more, even more havoc on their marriages. So my advice would be to just connect with those who are who are already married, who has and who has reached real milestones like ten, twenty, thirty years in their marriages, and, and it would it would really help for encouragement, you know, as well. Amen. 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 That is so well said. And we're about six minutes out from the broadcast, um, just so uh, my co-hosts know. And so uh, we are um, we are embarking on finding the recipe to the the marriage on fire. And so far, we have talked about the love languages. We have touched on uh, their meanings, and and we we on the first broadcast we touched on the difference between love and respect. And and my husband hit on it very much so that a lot of times men need the respect and the trust of their wives and that women need the love and the quality time um, put into that relationship. And so we have an understanding that that is universal, that um, um, a man has to feel his heart is, his money, his life is is entrusted into um, another person's hands, and he has to know that that woman is going to be the one that will have his back through thick and thin and, and through the better or worse, amen? And then you have a woman who's saying, honey, I'll have your back. I just need you to love me, and I need you to make sure that I'm, uh, other than the Lord, I'm right there in the center of your world, you know? And what is very interesting to me is a lot of times women try to love men the way that they want to receive love, but it's not the same. 
Respect is not the same as quality time, right? Mm -hmm. Respect is not the same as just love. Respect is, um, you know, honor me for my manhood. Respect me for what I do for you, you know, during, uh, um, you know, the the day. And, 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 you know, let the world know, not just me, but let the world know that I am loved and respected by you because you are the person that builds me up and like my husband said, you never want to be the one that tears your husband down. Amen? So we're going to talk about that just a little bit. We have three minutes. We're going to just hit on that very quickly because next week we'll be talking about the differences between men and women in love and respect. And we are going to talk about how that translates differently between a man and a woman. And um, I have heard the example many times that a woman can say um, that I have no clothes to wear, and she literally means I need to go get a new outfit because everybody has seen all these outfits in my closet. <laughs> but if a man says it, he means every bit of my clothes, including the last pair of my underpants, is in the wash. <laughs> and he literally has nothing to wear. Same sentence, but two different meanings. And so we're going to talk about how we can talk to each other and find that commonality and common ground, even though we are distinctly two different uh, creatures. Amen? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Apostle, do you have anything to add to that? I think I think the first thing is is to allow each person in a marriage to be who they are, because a marriage does not mean you losing your identity. I think a lot of the times what happens is, you know, each individual they 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 try to you know they lose themselves in the marriage because mm-hmm. because they're they're trying to play a role that they're not equipped to play. You oh. grow into you have to grow into the roles of, of being, you know, being a, a husband and a wife. When we're married, we're, we're, we're learning how to do it. So if we're trying to do something early on in the marriage that we're not equipped to do, that causes us, to, 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 that brings more stress and strain in our marriage than it does if we just allow ourselves to be who we are and to grow into that, work with one another to grow into that thing. Amen, amen. We have one minute. Mother Doris, do you have anything to add? No, not at this time. 90 seconds. Amen, amen. Okay, so everybody knows what their homework is for next week. Communication through love and respect through men and women, amen. And I want you each to have an example of, of, of times you've had to Figure that out in marriage, amen, and uh, we're going to trust God and watch God work, amen. And so at this time, um, I want to give thanks to King Shad, who is who is uh, the author of our Into and Outro mu- music, and uh, his, his album, uh, Rebel Without a World, is on our website, www. 
www.propheticwoodministries.com. You can reach us there, see other media clips of this ministry, or just join the community. Again, it's www.propheticwoodministries.com. God bless you. Have a nice uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And we will see you next week, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, for, for our Marriage on Fire podcast. God bless you, and good night. Go, 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 when I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, he don't want to talk. When I had a problem, Go, 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 Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.